sound like a DJ there. Little Primal Scream opening the show. Far Out Podcast. Todd Perry here. Buck Perez, am I right? Todd, how we doing? Doing good. It's your, f- it's your world, Todd. We're just living there. That's right. This is your sound sphere right here. Oh, yeah. What you're putting out is what we want to hear. Oh, that's pretty good. Primal Scream. 2013. New track off their new record. Oscar Taeda. What's up? Oscar, what are you promoting today? Today... Think hard. No, nothing. Nothing still. No. Nothing? Nope. I'm going to give you this whole show to come up with something you're promoting. Okay. You're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Yes, I'm on Twitter. At Otaeda. So you can you can hit Oscar up on, ta- on uh, Twitter and say, hey, come back to the show. There, there are fans of Oscar Taeda. I know... Uh, uh, when people email me, they hit me up on IM on Facebook or whatever, and they're like, love it when Oscar's on the show. Right on, man. Glad to be here. So on today's show, we're going to hit a little bit of listener mail in a minute. And um, we got, uh, what do we got? What do we got? I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking over my list here. Yes. A, lot of, a lot of prep. We have so much stuff to get to on today's show. I don't know if we can you get did, to it. You did nothing in India, and all you did was prep for this show. All I've been like doing is... I, this one show. You were just, this is your opus right now. All I do is prep. Yeah. All, <laughs> 24-7. I know. Oh, well, our, our big topic today is myths about the human body. Yes. Oh Things you believe were true about the human body, but are false. And on the Far Out Podcast, we're, we're all about bringing the truth on this show. Yeah. And uh, speaking of truth, I had a question. And it's not a question I've ever really talked about with other men, but I just want to throw it around the room. When I was in India... Okay. Um, I noticed because I was away from a lot of hygienic materials that I normally have to keep myself groomed and looking as good as I do. Got a manscape. Looking as dapper. That's right. Look at I, this guy. This is a manscaping issue. Yeah. And I noticed about after a week and a half, I have about two or three usual suspects in my nose that really are just trying to grow down to my toes. Mm. I didn't mean to rhyme, but I, I, I have a couple nose hairs that if given <clears throat> their uh, right to live, would be down to my toes by right now. Good God. And they grow hard, and they grow fast, and they grow thorny. You have to be aggressive. You have to be aggressive at yeah. taking care of the nose hair. Yeah. And I had no appliances to take care of my nose hair while I was there. So the minute I got home, because eventually you start breathing and you feel them kind of bristle in and out. You don't pull them out with your fingers? Be oh, man. God, no. Be a man. Yeah, do That's that. I do. Yeah, you, be a you, man. You literally, you rip your nose. Yeah, it feels pretty good. When you rip a nose hair out, it feels like you're pulling something from your toe out through your entire oh, but it feels body. So good. If it's long enough that you can do it, yeah, you're supposed to. Oh, you're you, supposed to you, do it out. You yeah. Pull that sucker pull it out. out. Masochists. <laughs> well, it's either that or you know the the scissor up the nose. That's no good. No, that's no, not a people good. People die like that. They do. So I was going to ask, no. what do you, what do you do? do? I use a. Oh. My, my wife has some small like uh, scissors. Dude, that, you are. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> and I, I get in there, but the thing <laughs> I'm is, I'm really disappointed with really the way this show started. Hill. Yes. I've I've fucked up before and little, like cut my nose exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, that doesn't happen if you use your fingers. But then you're picking your nose and you're pulling. So like, what? A, a crusty booger will make you cry when you pull it out. That's fine. <laughs> Be a man, damn it! So Sir, that's what that's literally what you guys do. One time I no yeah I do but one time I went I went electric. I, I got an appliance. You get the yeah. Yeah. Really? I went electric. I was just like, fuck it. I want to see what it's like to just fucking weed that it, shit out. And it was it was 
it did the job, but damn. That shit was like a Brazilian wax on the inside of my nose, dude. <laughs> it fucking did it up. Like, to an uncomfortable level to where I was smelling stuff I didn't want to smell. Dude, you're you know? supposed to have nose hairs. Yeah, you're supposed to. But you're not supposed yeah. to. They can't eclipse the barrier, the goal line of the nose. Like, you can't have it interfering with the mustache area hairs. You have... Phalanges exist for this. Really? To just get in there and just... That's why you have little fingers up in... Or I'll do it right now. Wait. Oh, God, no. He's taking one out. Oh, damn. No, 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 no. Oscar. There's I think nerves. that's too much. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. It makes your eyes water sometimes. Why are there that many nerves in the, in the inside of the nose for that? Like, how does that... Why did we evolve having that? Yeah. I, I'm thinking that the reason we evolved for it to hurt so bad is because it protects you from you know getting dust and pollution and a whole bunch of bullshit into your nose and into your nasal cavity and into your brain that we're not supposed to remove the nose hair. Hence why the scissor trim is the way to go. Because hmm. you're, you're subverting nature when you do that. So you... You're you, subverting nature by using some kind of a device. Well, I mean, monkeys evolved to use tools, right? I'm sure monkeys pick their nose hairs. I don't know. I saw some monkeys in India, but I didn't see any of them going up their nose. But you saw monkeys like, hanging out. They've evolved from that. Yeah, I saw monkey. Yeah, you see monkeys everywhere. What the fuck? Yeah, it, it, it's nuts, and they get real aggro if you get close. Oh yeah, huh. yeah. They, they they like puff up like gorillas, but they're little monkeys, and it's kind of cute. As far as what until they beat the shit out of you. Yeah, no, you get away because they got rabies. It just sounds so exotic. What Indiana Jones was this most like? Because it sounds kind of like part two, but a lot like part one. But, but yeah, in part one, they had the monkey that did the Hail Hitler That's thing. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I was trying to teach that to Murray one day. Like, I had <laughs> treats out. Like, tell me that's not badass, right? Like, you're, you hang out with your dog, and a friend comes over, you go, Hail Hitler, and, and then Murray puts one, one little paw up. Like, that's no, funny, right? That's not badass. <laughs> it's, like, ironic Is racism. I, I, don't, I don't know. Because you're half Jew? Is that what's going on? I, I'm, not, I'm not any Jew. You're not anyway. I appreciate the Jewish people and I love them. But th- oh. this show is going in a really weird... John, I know, I know. The, the bombs are exploding. Words, worlds colliding. All right, now it's time for a little bit of listener mail. Right. It's time for our listener mailbag. Your thoughts, your ideas, your criticism. Send them to show at caroutpodcast.com. Now, let's open your mail. Subject line in the far out listener mailbag says, It's not Hitler. So I was recently listening to an old episode of Low Budget FM with you, Mark, and Sawin from 2009. And it's one of several episodes where you get set off by the news monster Sting that sounds like it has Hitler ranting. It was very funny stuff. In this particular one, you implored listeners to comment and tell you if what the German translation is so you can be sure that it's not anti-Semitic. All right, so I got a little clip here. So let's, uh, let's listen to the clip of this show in question. So Heads are going to roll at the Hot Talk LA offices for that one. A <laughs> L- lot of chiefs, not a lot of Indians <laughs> over there. <laughs> I'm so glad we did that. <laughs> Low-budget news monster. Ein Gespenst geht um in Europa! Und jetzt sind im Moment wir! Do you have a rant prepared this week? Or can we just go no, to the no, story? No, 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 real quick. 
Can somebody <laughs> listen real quick? Now, can somebody listen to the show who lives in like you know uh, Pennsylvania Deutsch or something? Can, can they can they break? that down and tell me what that says and just post it on the site go to lowbudgetfm.com there's comments on every show people are talking about it I want to know what the Einz Feinz Bedeichen means Einz Feinz is actually what they're saying surely it's nothing positive about the Jewish people that's I, all I know <laughs> but it's it negative about it and it came from John's uh, CD collection so that tells you what John's listening to Screwdriver and then he's listening to this shit I'm listening around. to Tumor not Screwdriver I don't know where, where you're getting your information. <laughs> yeah, Todd. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. You know, Tumor, come this to kind daddy, of amateur-level faux pas would not go down <laughs> on a Hot Talk LA show. You're damn right. You don't think the Grammar God makes that kind of mistake, do you? <laughs> the, no, the Grammar God has callers, Todd. I don't speak German! <sighs> right. No sprechen Sie Deutsch! By the way, you'd hear the first thing in that drop says, Achtung. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that means beware or warning. Correct. And usually what's followed after Achtung, but Juden. Which is? Yeah, go ahead, Todd. Jews. Oh. <laughs> warning Jews? Jews. Is that's that a warning to Jews or a that's warning that there's Jews I just, in the area? I just want to be sure now, that what's being played to thousands of people who listen to this show is not Hitler. Now, it's we, not Hitler. We, we don't know for sure if... If the clip is anti-Semitic, but we do know that what you just said is anti-Semitic, right? That's true. Okay, good. Uh, let's get to the story. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but, Germany's uh, still paying off 50 million pounds in reparations following World War One. I. I believe World that. War One. Yeah, yeah, World War One. <laughs> World War One. What's, what's the interest on a loan from 1917? Uh, are reparations technically a Reparations loan? aren't interest-bearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. So that was the clip in question. And so uh, our, our listener here says, I have this fancy smartphone called the Shazam that can look up songs when you hold the phone up to the audio source after a couple tries. I got the answer, and the song is ja- Das Jablonis by a group called Pal. The lyrics in question are, Einst Gruppens Geit Europa Unsted Sein Moment Were, which means the translation, <clears throat> a specter is haunting Europe. And the moment we are in. I don't know what this, this means, but I do, do know that Karl Marx famously said, a specter is haunting Europe, the specter of communism. Bottom line, that song wasn't making a Nazi reference, it was making a communism reference. Anyway, Molly Hugna. Oh, wow. Nice. Very informed listener. Who was that? That was uh, William. William that comments on our, our site all the time. Yeah. William, a uh, very informed listener of the show. And I give props to William because he comments all the time on the show. But I think that William, he did his due diligence. And he broke down the uh, John Salwin drop, right. which I believe had Hitler in it. All right, Even though Hitler was talking about the specter of communism, it's still Hitler. Right. And my problem when you listen to that, was having Hitler played on a show, and that John was trying to spread his communist idea, or his, his Nazi ideas right. on the show in a very calm and quiet you know, way. But he was trying to subvert the audience. So, William, I appreciate the fact that you took apart that and realized that what the clip was was something that was an anti-communist rant, yeah. which, you know, no, nobody here is a communist. But the problem is that it still was Hitler. Right. And any time that Hitler is spreading his views, whether they're anti-communist or whether they're anti-Jewish, whatever they are, if they're Hitler's views... They're bad. They're bad. 
So, William, I, I appreciate you unpacking this, but still, I stand fervently as an anti-Hitlerite, even 60 years past his alleged death. Man, you're, this is your PSA right now. Yeah. You're going for it. So I appreciate, William, the fact that you're trying to debunk what I thought was, uh, you know, some kind of anti-Semitic remark. But I'm going to double down and say, you know what? I know Hitler when I hear him. And I don't want to hear Hitler on this show. I don't want to hear Hitler on Old Budgets, a low-budget FM. And John Sowen needs to come to this show and apologize. You don't want to hear Hitler, but sometimes he's hashtagged in our shit. Yeah. Uh, just for reasons unknown. Mm. I remember one of my friends was looking up our show. I think it was John Youngblood. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you got you to check out our show. He's looking up on the old computer, and I'm on the other end. He's looking at it. First thing he says is, Hitler. Like, that, like he, that's a hashtag we got on one of our shows. So, yeah. Yeah, it attracts, it attracts people. This, much like the specter of communism haunting Europe in those days, the specter of Hitler looms over everything. Yeah. Yes. And we must yeah. be vigilant. Yeah. Yes? Yes. We must be vigilant anti-communists on this show and, vi- and, 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 and anti-Nazis on mm. this show. I think uh, William's a red. I think he's a commie. Mm. I don't know. I think he was he was calling out the Reds. Commies, so I, commies here, commie. You know what I'm saying? He he knows what's up. I think his Shazam app heard commie. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think William is a is, is a good uh, well, America loving kind of guy. So he sounds very tech savvy. Are we sure it's not Will I Am from uh, the Black Eyed Peas? Like, are, are we a hundred percent sure? Questionable. I know. No, I don't think William Will I Am listens to the show. Come but on, let, man. let's get on to the next email. Thank you, William. And thank you for commenting on every uh, show we have here. And uh, Thank you, Taboo. For our listeners, uh, throw them up at uh, farallpodcast.com. Another piece of listener mail. Subject line, Adam Sandler movies. Todd, Buck, and insert name here. Nice. <laughs> In honor of the cinematic masterpiece Grown Ups 2, gracing the theaters of America with its yes. presence, I would like to know, what are your thoughts on Adam Sandler's films? Hmm. I personally think they're a misunderstood form of art house film with ideas that the general public can interpret. The fart jokes and fat lady suits are just his way of expressing an advanced form of art. Mm. Thanks, Devin. It's taking a little far. Yeah? Yep. Well, I'm a student of film. I do love films. Yeah, you, you know? did You did take a lot of film classes at community college. It was mainly just, you know, horsing around. But anyway, I did... You know, I know a lot of films. So I see Mr. Sandler, because I do call him Mr. Sandler, as mm. as a modern-day Orson Welles. Really? Modern day. You wow. know, his, his Citizen Kane for me was Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oscar, Not, uh, come on. I'm a big fan of Happy Gilmore. That was the shit. Remember our age back then? Did you see it in a the theater? No, I wasn't a fan of that. Oh, man. I was into it. I was no. front row. Yeah, it was awesome. <sighs> But ever since then, that was his Citizen Kane. He's kind of, he's fallen off the deep end, man. I mean, he peaked at, you know, Waterboy. Well, the funny thing is, uh, was it, was it, man, uh, horrible. was it Billy Madison was directed by Mike D from the Beastie Boys' wife? Yeah. Tam- Tammy D? Wow, really? But I, I am a, I'm an Adam Sandler apologist. I, uh, love many Adam Sandler movies, and I will stand up and say, uh, in terms of dumb comedies, I love Fifty First Dates. Boo. I love Happy oh, Gilmore. Mm. I love uh, Billy Madison. Mm. I love Big Daddy. Big Daddy's okay. Yeah, Big Daddy's good. Uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Uh, funny People. I that like was funny a horrible people. movie. Funny People was not him. That was like Apatow. 
Yeah, it was Apatow. But uh, it was Apatow navel gazing, which is all all of Apatow's yeah. films. Yeah, but, which uh, is this is forty, by the way, make, made me want to set myself on fire. <laughs> if you ever want to get, if you ever want to piss yourself off at uh, a film about really rich people complaining, wow. watch watch uh, this is forty. It wasn't that bad. I like that movie. Oh, I I really? woke uh, the next morning. I woke up after watching this is forty, and I I, I was like enraged. After watching a film about a bunch of people who really don't work, who live in Brentwood, who live in a $3 million house, bitching at each other the whole time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That I, was your spin. Yeah. The yeah. only thing good about it was Albert Brooks is good in that. He's, yeah, he out, he's good yeah. in everything. But yeah. I, I like Adam Sandler films, I will admit. Uh, I, thought, I thought Grown Ups was a really horrible film. I think most of his recent stuff is bad, but some of his goofier earlier films, I will... Uh, Stand up and not be pretentious and say I, I, I thought some of them were kind of funny. Little Nicky, Little Nicky no, was a horrible, film. horrible. That was a, that was awesome. What, Kaitel? What's, what's the one Kytel where, where he he plays his sister? Oh, oh Jewel and Julia or something. Yeah. Terrible. Now see, seeing those billboards because it, it showed Adam Sandler on one side and Adam Sandler dressed as the chick on the other. Mm-hmm. I honestly, when that first came out. I thought it was Adam Sandler and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal in a movie together. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for your dose of Far Out Health with Todd Perry, a man who isn't afraid of needles. We all have bodies. And it's kind of weird that we don't really have control over all the facets of our body, right? Mm. You can't control your beating heart, right? And that's a big part of your own reality, right? We try to control all these different parts of reality. We try to control where we live, our friends, all the things we do. But uh, your body is kind of... Whoa, awesome. Man, I couldn't control that. His body was reacting right there. <laughs> I had no control. But like everything's kind of like a mystery, right? Like I'm still kind of in the dark... About some of the basic stuff, like you really even don't know at a certain point, like what's healthy to eat and what's not. This is where science has let us down. And like science knows to a certain spot, but it's all up to speculation for for many things, right? Right. I I can't control how my heart beats. I can't control how my blood flows. I can't control what diseases I get. I can't control fighting off diseases. Like the amount of control we actually have over our own physical being is really quite limited. I have IBS. And at a certain point, we are, we're almost confined as prisoners into our own body. And as some people of certain religious persuasions, wow. it's all about, you know, getting out of that, right? Is this because of your trip to India? Yeah, he sounded very introspectual, like getting out of stuff. Yeah, it, this, yeah, this is a life-changing thing. This is like the Beatles when they went. Well, It's I, amazing to see. Am I wrong, though? Or, or like when MC Hammer went to <sighs> India. That, too. And brought back the dance. And brought and back the genie pants, pants yeah. yeah. But am I wrong? Am I right? As Yamin used to say, Oscar at Sears. Okay. <laughs> we used to work with one of these guys at Sears that after everything he said, he would he would take his hand and there's the guys that push you at arm's length with like that not the palm of their hand, but they hit you with the, the, the back knuckle, they go, Am I right? And they tap you, Am I right? Am I right? It's like one word, am I right? A M I R I T E. Am I right? Yeah. But yeah, we have very little control. And then also there are a lot of myths that we're, we're wrong about, about how our bodies work, about you know how to keep ourselves healthy. So for the far out listeners, 
we have a list here of seven myths that you have about your body. So maybe you can live a healthier life or at least kind of better understand yourself a little more. So, Buck, let's start off with number seven. Seven! It takes seven years for swallowed gum to exit the body. No, it doesn't nearly take a decade for gum to pass through your digestive system, but swallowing too much of the stuff can lead to constipation. So, that's it? That's, that's it. That's the worst they can give me? Yeah, constipation. I'm saying bring it on. I was always freaked out that, you know, that was true. Me too. Yeah, that that shit like stayed in your colon. When I was a kid, I was like... Shit, dude, that's going to stay in there till I'm 14. Right, exactly. Uh, you did the timing, too. I yeah. did, too, yeah, like yeah. Six years, Oh, fuck, like, 14? You're like, wait, I'm sixth grade right now. I'll be, oh, shit. Damn. Damn I'll, be, I'll be shitting out. And then I would picture it. like It was like in, in, all over my rib cage because I didn't know where the fuck a stomach was when right, I was right. you know, eight. So, yeah, I had all these visuals. So I'm, this is kind of surprising. I, mean, I, I would figure that the gum industry, like the Wrigley people, would do some ads going, mm. swallow gum. Like they'd have like the double mint girls, yeah. and then they would like they wouldn't spit the gum out. The Ooh. double mint girls would swallow. Sexy, yeah. And they would swallow, and they'd be like, "It's totally fine to swallow your gum." It's like a whole campaign. I'm telling you, advertise a genius right here. Look at this guy. I'm telling you, yeah. That's how I make my clients money. <laughs> so you know what, listeners? Next time you got a big wad of big league chew in your mouth. The kind that well, well, don't swallow it to the point where you choke yourself. Swallow that wad. Yeah, yeah. And see how that goes. Swallow hey. that wad. You may not shit for a week. <laughs> I'm gonna try this out. I'm going home and getting some bubblicious. Maybe, you maybe yeah. you should do. You should get some bubblicious, and then you should put like you know the little screens you have uh, above the hole, like like in your pipe you use for your weed. Put okay. it put okay. it in your toilet and see how quickly the piece of gum comes out. Because I'm huh. sure it's going to come in one bolus. I'm, I'm mining for, for Bubblicious at this point. <laughs> I'm mining my ship for Bubblicious. So I wish we did test, have some truth about what the actual time frame was. Like maybe it's like a week to get gum out. No, it's the same as just anything else you eat. Yeah. But Okay, wait, wait. No. If you eat a piece of bread, right, it, yeah. it, the carbohydrates break down in your mouth because of the saliva, right? Sure. But gum doesn't. It just hangs out there. Mm. Like, how long have you ever chewed a piece of gum? Have you ever had a piece of gum immediately dissolve? Unless it was some crappy gum that you got from, like, a, a Topps baseball card that was stuck to the Ooh. back of your Willie McGee card. That was some shit. I always still ate that, even though it was, like, toxic. Six! Eating beans makes you gassy. Mm-hmm. Turns out that eating beans can make you gassy but it's the culprit really is the car the complex carbohydrates which was what todd just mentioned so th- this might well, but this might kind of screw up our last show where i was talking about farting because i ate too many beans into the plane then where did the farts come from maybe it was the tortilla maybe the whole thing about maybe beans you're just fucking gassy maybe it's tortillas make you fart i think you like farting it's kind of like a psychosomatic thing that you're i want just, you, you think i wanted to fart I was trying to offend everybody around me. You want me to Freud your ass? Yes. I'll Freud your ass right now. You yes. want to break me down like the master? Yes, exactly. You you subconsciously got that Mexican food knowing that you would fart on the plane <laughs> because you wanted to. You wanted. You just wanted to. I'm sorry. I wanted to fart. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, that beer is going down the wrong. Uncontrollable laughter. Sorry, go ahead. So it's not. It's not. So beans don't make you fart. I, I mean, Mel Brooks just fucking ruined my childhood, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Mel Brooks is a liar. Yeah. So, yep. You are a dishonest man. Exactly. Mel Brooks. There you go. All right. Five. You only have five senses. According to research, you have more than five senses. For example, uh, your inner ear can control the sense of movement and uh, your position in space. Okay. Uh, Your muscles and joints contain sensory endings that tell you uh, what part of your body, uh, how your body relates to another part of your body. Okay. And of course, your sense of time, not to mention your ability to stay in balance. So The Sixth Sense, the title of the film, hmm. also, M. Night Shyamalan, you are a dishonest man. That's right. That's right. Motherfucking bullshit. I, I also feel there are other senses. Like, you get you get the sense of, of danger. When, and, when, when isn't you, that intuition? Isn't like, shouldn't intuition be some kind of sense? Yeah, that would be a sense. And, and you, get, you get vibes off of people. Like, we've talked many times about... I think Oscar and I did a whole show, maybe in, like, show 30, where just you and I talking about vibes. That yeah. you get off of people, yeah, and about how more sensitive people can pick up people's vibes, and huh? uh, and uh, about how people's interpersonal energy. I mean, I mean, this might sound like some kid in California just kind of waxing like a yeah. nut, yeah. But I, I do believe in that, and I think that people are sensitive enough to to realize what's going on internally in other people, the the empathy, and also a non empathy when you know you need to recoil back a bit yeah. from now. People. What what I'm a pretty witty person. What about a sense of sarcasm? Sense of humor. Sense, yeah. yes. Sense of humor. What about like getting a boner? Like when you see a hot chick. Sense of boner? Sense of boner. <laughs> That's a good sixth sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it, well, it declines with age. Uh, well, there's things that could fix that. Oh, yeah? yeah? Viagra? I mean, there's no other thing. They should like, call it. They, they, should, they should advertise Viagra as the 12th sense. <laughs> or the, the sixth sense. <clears throat> now I'm, I'm bringing the mic up close to me. But yeah, uh, when you when you get a sexual sense, because that's very big. Also, it's not just sense of boner; it's sense when other people are uh, eluding a sexual vibe. Like there can be some women that aren't necessarily hot, but are sexy. Yeah, right. There, there can be a one girl that's like a six that you just want to get on, but another girl that's a nine, but she's not sexy. Right. Hmm. Right. Okay. Right, and it's it's just a vibe you get off, and that that goes back to that internal kind of vibe thing that you get off of people. And that being said, am I vibing sexy? Well, in in this room, uh, it's very hard to see if there's anybody giving off a sexy vibe on a Saturday <laughs> night at uh, was it ten forty six? I'm projecting it at all times, Tom. Yeah. yeah, but but I, I always wonder if you could do some kind of test where you can find out how much of a sexy vibe you're get, giving off to the world, mm. like. How many people are attracted to you during the day that you don't realize are into you? That'd be awesome. That's pretty vain of you, but okay. But then you, you <laughs> might, no, you no, might, no, might no, see no. things you don't want to know, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like There might be some women that are, or, or dudes that are really vibing off you that you don't know they're vibing off you. And then you were hoping they wouldn't be. Yes. Kind of what I was alluding to two minutes ago, but anyway. Two guys vibing off me, I'm not really fond of. Five! Sense of counting. <laughs> I think I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Are we on five? We're on four. <laughs> All right. Ah. <laughs> Hair and nails continuing to grow after death. Oh, okay. Tis- tissues such as hair and nails cannot grow without energy. Therefore, they cannot grow after death. This is dispelling everything I believe in. Yep. I well, live my life by these truths. It's pretty weak, dude. I was really hoping, like, you know. I thought you'd see, like, you know, the old man gray hair. I was just watching episode of Sopranos, and they buried the dude, and then they dug him up again. And then I was like, oh, shit, look, he's got a beard. Oh, his nails are like a woman, you know, type yep. of thing. Yeah, I thought it was true. Oh, leg, I got a wing. Hey. But in in that sense, if your ears grow, if allegedly for the myth, wouldn't your ear hair grow as well? Which would go back like nose and ear hair, because mm. that's all the stuff that that's the late onset in life hair, like back hair, like going by the same idea. Like your nails would grow, your nose hair, and your ear hair. Right. So when they found like Toot uncommon, he would have like a ZZ Top beard coming out of each ear. And he would have nails like the chick who works at my local Target. Mm. Now, that being said, do you think when I die, my hands will sweat? <laughs> <laughs> my hands will continually sweat. But, oh, my God, he still has sweaty palms. It'll just be a pool of sweat in, yeah. inside of your casket. And That'll, drool on your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on still, your pillow. I'll be drooling when I'm dead, too. <laughs> Quite the sight. Don't Quite have an sight. open casket, dude. You're gonna have drool on it. I got to. Come on. I think for face. for Buck's casket, you'd have to get a casket made out of the uh, Lexam that they use at SeaWorld, like that that Shamu glass that comes around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and it would just be like this big pool of water. You'd be floating, and, <sighs> and then you'd look like Tub Girl. Whoa! No, what? Tub- Ooh. <laughs> Oscar's seen Tub Girl. I have. Rotten.com back in the day. Mm. I don't know. You know, never, never, no I'll look it up. All right. I'll look it up. On to the next one. Three. If you shave, your facial hair will grow back thicker. You know, someone someone told me this. Like back in the day, I shaved my head in high school. I don't know if you remember this. I Oscar. remember this. You wore a hat for six months. Yeah, my uh, one of my buddies, like they dared me in my my senior year of high school to shave my head because one of our, you always have that one friend who has a tattoo. You have you have one friend who has a tattoo gun, and you have one friend with the ear piercer, and you have one friend with the shaver. Right. Yep. Mm. That's what happens when you're a teenager, and one kid, John Wen, had a uh, he had a head shaver. And he brought it over to my friend's house because I think he was giving people fades. Oh, nice. And this was like pre-us drinking. Hit up the back of my neck. And they're like, Todd, we should shave your head. And then I gave in to peer pressure. And my buddy John Wen shaved my, my whole head, which wasn't the smartest thing to do, knowing that, you know, but th- that I was going to end up, you know, being a bald man later in life, that I should appreciate every moment of hair, especially my sexual prime. But he told me this lie. He said... He goes, oh, don't worry, Todd. It'll just grow back thicker. And I thought, thicker head of hair sounds good. And then I told that to everybody when, to, when I went to back to school that Monday that, oh, no, it's growing back thicker. This and is I, why I did this. Yeah. And I'm going to look like, look like the Hawaiian kids at school when I come back. <laughs> the big, like, I look like Kimu Mauu when I come back mm. to school. It didn't happen. He had good hair. 
Uh, just so you guys know, renowned, uh, a renowned dermatologist said that shaving is just a method of cutting your hair at the skin surface and has no effect on the part of the hair where growth and pigmentation occur. So, I mean, mm. if we went by the the law that your hair grows back thicker than Oscar, you would have like the afro you used to have back in 1997 yes. because you always keep yours at a nice close one. I do. Lately, I've been going with zero. Do it up. Two. Cold temperatures can make you catch a cold. The common cold is not caused by the ten- temperature, but by the rhinovirus. Mm. Huh. Okay. Uh, says here that they uh, this virus is not even alive, so temperature has no effect on them. So basically going out side when your mom says you're going to catch cold wear a hat or uh put on that uh take that, a sweater or take a sweater yeah that type of thing yeah it doesn't work so mothers out there that are listening don't put that bullshit on your kids just tell them don't be cold because being cold sucks yep oddly this this report also says that cold weather usually makes you stay indoors which might increase your person-to-person transmission of respiratory viruses there you go so stay outside yeah, yeah. When, when it's when it's cold out, stay outside, but uh, bundle up. And as far as we live in Southern California, cold for us is what sixty. Yeah, once it hits sixty, once it's sixty, we're fucking freezing. I yep. go by yeah. I go by nipples. Like once my nipples get hard and I'm outside, too cold. I'm going mm. back inside, going to catch that rhinovirus by staying it's inside. Very sensitive nipples, so it's pretty much a constant. Do they sweat? <laughs> yes. Do your nipples sweat, dude? Are we getting real? Do they beat up? Does it look like you're lactating? Do I have to shave my nipples? Yes. Do I have <laughs> sweaty, hairy nipples? Yes. Are we getting real right now? Yes. Why did you ask yourself <laughs> those <laughs> questions? Hashtag, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag real right now. What? Yeah, it's all real. Do I? The, 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 the veil has been pulled. What? Do I have bat wings? Yes. yes. <laughs> Is it hot outside? Yes. yes. Do I sometimes look at pornography with fat women? Yes. yes. Do I sometimes try Quote, to unquote. find a way that I could suck my own penis? Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that was keep going with it. Yeah. More myths about the human body. Let's let's finish it off here, Buck. Oh, okay. I was gonna play two, but I will play one. No one likes the drops. I love it. It's the count. Come on. Men think of sex every seven seconds. Even though there is no way of measuring this properly, studies, 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 scientists have done show that this is a huge exaggeration. Huge. You should have hit seven. Ah, Good. Yeah, I, you know, people always say that. That's an oft thing brought up at like cocktail conversations. Like, well, men come up with you know think about sex every seven seconds, and that's a line that um, I, I think it's probably not best to spread the idea that that's a myth into a common culture. Okay, because. Um, the fact that males have a uh, larger libido than women, the fact that that's a, 
a common thought sometimes allows men to get into sexual situations with you know their significant others where they just say you know what I'm a man I think about sex all the time just please let me get some release right. and then we can move on with our day Tits. Now, now if a woman doesn't think that a man is so hyped up sexually maybe she's not going to put out as often Right? right. So yeah. we need to keep this myth alive. So I'm sorry that we just put that out to the thousands of listeners that listen to our show. Right. And this is this is a bad thing for us. We shouldn't have revealed this. Sex. Like me me revealing what I revealed is okay, but this is not good. Yeah. This means a lot less sex for a lot of people. When your nipples are sweating, are you thinking about sex? It's usually in the act, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually in the act, so yeah. I have sweaty nipples in the act. What do you want? <laughs> What? That boy is good. Telling you. I, I am just glad I'm not hearing your, your sex <laughs> act. Speaking of sex. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and motherfucking girls. This is your captain with no name speaking, and I'm here to rock your world. With a tale that will soon be classic about a woman you already know. No prostitute she, but the mayor of your brain. Pussy control. Are you ready? Oh, pussy control. If you don't know who's singing, no point listening to this show. Tune out right now if you don't know who that is. That's his royal badness. Camille. <laughs> yeah. His royal badness. A.K.A. Prince. Camille? Really? Now, there was a great uh, article posted the other day at heavytable.com. Where they oh. go into people's refrigerators and they, they, they check it out. And checking out somebody's refrigerator is one of the most intimate things you can look at. I mean, that's up there with looking at what kind of porno somebody's into. It's very intimate. That's like looking at what kind yeah. of books does somebody read. I'd rather talk to somebody about the porno I watch than have them look at my fridge. What kind of porno? Okay, well, well that's an interesting question. Uh, this guy here, he looked in Prince's fridge. And mm. I'm going to reveal the contents of Prince's fridge. Damn. But Oscar... I, I think something more interesting has come up, and that is, uh, what kind of porno are you looking at? There was a time when I was into shit-eating porn. Really? Oh, Shiza. Yeah. That was all right. But then it got old. Now I'm just into Asian porn. So, okay. No, you can't go that way, because once you get into shit-eating porn... Well, I had to, I had to take oof. you know pull it back a bit. You felt you were going towards an edge. I Pull had back. to, yeah. Pull back. I, yeah. Pull the but, reins a bit. But, I mean, that's kind of like somebody saying, I was really into heroin, but now I backed off, and now I'm just kind of into eating too many ding-dongs. I just don't think that you can go much further than shit-eating porn. Right. So, was it hard weaning yourself off of the Japanese was, shit-eating porn? It was, you know, it was very decadent back then. <laughs> you were pornographically decadent. Yeah. Now you've reined it back. And I felt like I wanted to be a little more vanilla with my porn. So now you're just more of a meat and potatoes kind of guy when it comes to pornography. Yeah. But yeah. you're saying that you would rather somebody know your pornographic taste than what's in your refrigerator. Well, yeah. I so I got to so. ask, as a diabetic, oh. not me as a diabetic, but Oscar, it's, it's well known. You're out about it on the show. I'm out. You're out about your diabetes. Yes, I am. He's like Ellen. What's in your refrigerator? 
Um, honestly, there's mustard olives. Must wait, wait, what the fuck is a mustard, mustard olive? olive? No, mustard. Oh. I have a mustard. I have mustard in there. Okay. And I have olives, olives in there. Huh. I'm a big olive fan. Okay. Um, I have old salad. Hmm. And crystal light. Because I am diabetic. Jeez. Okay. But if if you weren't diabetic, I'd assume you're a fifty year old postmenopausal woman. Because those those are the only people that drink crystal light. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually pretty good. It's not, it's not, he's, he doesn't have crystal, the champagne. No, it's crystal light. He doesn't have crystal meth. No, just crystal yeah, light. Yes, crystal light. Because you believe in crystal light because you believe in you. Yes. Nice. And then there's there's like a there's at least a twenty four pack of beer in there that I haven't touched for six months. Oh my god! Why aren't you touching that beer? Mm, it's just sitting there. Okay. How come a buck? I'm yes. a, I, I would be afraid. First of all, what kind of fridge do you have? Uh, I can judge a man by his refrigerator. As somebody Ooh, used to sell refrigerators, uh, 18, you're a hot. I think you have a hot point eighteen point five cubic. <laughs> I was about to go with eight. I was about to go with eighteen too. Yeah. Well, I think immediately it is. Oscar and I we we sorted you out. I we know the size is probably around eighteen. It is an eighteen size. I'm not sure of the brand. I don't even know. I have a twenty point five. But anyway, see with you with you guys, it's like bragging rights. You know, oh, I got twenty. <laughs> I went stainless steel. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Oh, really? <laughs> well, stainless steel Frigidaire. Who cares? I got a stainless steel dishwasher. Now. Still keeps mm. it cold. Anyway, uh, what do I got? I got. I know I have a lot of jaritos, the soda. Yeah, okay. Because you I, got a lot of Mexican soda. I, I now, get, a diabetic that would kill Oscar. I the get, amount of sugar in that. Sorry about. Oh, man, don't come over. You're so offensive. <laughs> I got that. I I know. Uh, I do drink milk a lot, so I do have milk in there, which really? some, some people find offensive and kind of like ugh, off-putting. Just to have a, I'm like a f- guy in the fifties. I'll yeah. come home and just have a nice glass of milk. Yeah, I have. I will. I'll do that. Okay, maybe this sells me out, but in my refrigerator you'll find milk, but it's 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 almond milk. No, we have oh, almond milk. That no. my wife puts on her checks, and then Dude. she puts in coffee, but we don't really. No. We don't almond really. milk is disgusting. Yeah, it's. It's not that bad. I have vitamin D whole fucking milk. That's what's in my fridge right there. Yeah. Actually, I, I go organic milk when I go milk. Oh, wow. So you pay the extra $3? I do. You, you, you buy the $6. Okay. What's, okay what's, what's more like LA? Having the $6.50 milk or having the $3 almond milk that lasts for two months? Well, I mean, I go I go organic milk, but I still go with the carton. It's only three bucks. Right. It's the oh. same price as the almond milk. All right, all right, all right, fair. I've, I've, but I don't drink that. I don't drink that much uh, no, normal milk. I don't. I'm a, but it's not because of some great idea or health or whatever. Yeah. It's just I, I. I don't know. It's not. You know, because of my job, I probably have a lot of food in there that I brought home late at night and haven't eaten. That's probably just like sitting around, uh, mm. accumulating molecules and shit like that. Not good. I'm oh, sensing okay. a lot of condiments. Like, uh, there's probably <laughs> there's probably some lobster tacos. Honestly, there's probably a bunch of fried chicken that we use on a fried chicken sandwich that didn't get used, so I took it home. Yeah, like I'm a big that. mound of it. I'm into that. But nice. it's been aging for a while, so it's aged chicken. <laughs> yeah, some mm. age, I got some aged chicken in my fridge right now. So yeah, it's it's a, it's kind of like a horror scene. Kind of like a naked gun when you open his fridge. Remember that? Yeah, the shit was like crawling away. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's kind of like my fridge. Now I, I would I would divulge the contents of my refrigerator and pantry, but I figure we're at my house, right? After we record this show, we're gonna go into my house, record some video. And it's gonna be right here at faroutpodcast.com on the little blog post of this show. Nice. 
I'm going to reveal the contents of my refrigerator. Oh, good God. Because I, you know, I feel that that's one of the most intimate things you could ever see. Like, Buck, as a bachelor, you know, I don't don't think there's going to be a lot of fresh produce in there. I don't don't think we're going to go in there and see any kale. Mm, Not at all. There's no woman around. No. But I have the almond milk, which means that I'm definitely, I'm living with a woman. Right. You Mm. know. But uh, so this we sounds have, more revealing than uh, you know Geraldo looking at Bal Capone's vault, man. Yeah. This could be something. It's really intimate. This could be something. Really? Yeah. Like you almost, almost sometimes you have guests over. You almost want to like, stock your fridge with some shit you want people to think you're eating. You <laughs> like, know? Yeah, like Greek yogurt or something. Yeah, I've got I've, well, it's got the acidophilus in it. It's it's good for my digestion. I shit like a champ now. <laughs> so. What's in Prince's fridge? No one. That's know. the question. And this uh, this website got down to it. And I guess what happened was they contacted Prince, and he said, "Here's the deal. I won't allow anybody to take any photos of my refrigerator or reveal where I live or what it looks like, but I will allow someone to uh, draw pictures of it." So okay. he did allow like a courtroom illustrator, like a to stenographer, come in. yeah, like a stenographer. But they got in there and they revealed what was in Prince's fridge. Oh. It's interesting. It's a, he had Dunkaroos, about five pounds worth. And these are from the early 90s. And it's kangaroo-shaped cookies with chocolate or vanilla frosting as a dipping sauce. Remember these? You, like, dip it. Ooh, it's like yeah, a kangaroo yeah. cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. But the, it's not. It, it sounds like Prince has good taste because that's a good-tasting cookie. But the weird thing is people who refrigerate cookies are not friends of mine. Like, I, I used to have a Korean babysitter when I was a kid, okay. and she would take, like, the Lucky Charms, which, by the way, if you eat Lucky Charms, you're a sociopath, because those weird marshmallows are th- that are, like, they could s- survive a nuclear holocaust, <laughs> don't belong in food, but she used to put her cereal in the refrigerator, like, mm. it's going to go bad, yeah. and then you would put milk on it, and you would e- be eating, like, frozen cereal, which was horrible. Mm. It sounds like a torture. Right? Good God. No, I don't need to try that. I mean, there's a big, there's a big line from, of difference. She was from where? Korea. The good one or bad one? The bad, you know, She wasn't from best Korea, as they call <laughs> it. There was a Korea, but she there was from a South good or Korea. bad one, dude. There is a good or bad one. But um, let's see here. So he was into that, which I, which I'm into. He also Prince also has homemade kimchi. What? Which I'm down with as a, a fan of Korean food, mm. like some good ass kimchi. Kimchi smells like wet dog. Now the problem, the problem is kimchi. I'm not keeping in my fridge. You got to keep it outside the fridge. It's gonna reek your whole fridge. (laughs) It's gonna reek like the freezer section will be contaminated. Your ice cream will smell like kimchi. Dude, those 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 kangaroo cookies. Kimchi's killing the dungarees, dude. Kimchi's killing them dungarees. So the 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 little uh, kangaroos are gonna taste like kimchi. He has soy milk based coffee creamer. All right. What a bitch ass. A bunch of microgreens. All right. All right. Braunschweiger. We asked Prince, a known vegan, what he was doing with the log of Wisconsin Braunschweiger, which is a sausage, a traditional smoked pork liver sausage, and we got no response. Maybe <laughs> it's for when people come over. I'm thinking Prince is using this sexually for something, right? Hmm. Like Prince brings Prince into the living room, in, into the bedroom, and then he has like a Braunschweiger on him. Yeah. Because the most deviant of sexual acts always involves something German or Japanese. <laughs> Okay, and Prince not being either of those, he's got to import it. Yeah. He's got to bring something in that's, you know, not from his region. He also had a half a loaf of challah bread from a delicatessen. 
Challah hmm. bread. Yeah, what the hell? Challah, which is a good uh, a good Jewish it's bread, Jewish like that bread. that that yeah. buttery has that nice uh, buttery sugary uh, crispy crust on it. And he also had yak milk, and he said this stuff is too amazing. It clarifies your skin and your mind. It is given freely from the yak, so you. That's with the letter U, because it's Prince, right. can truly enjoy it. And it's great with checks, rice checks, and wheat checks. Apparently, yak milk hasn't helped him release a good song in a while. <laughs> but but his skin looks good. Yeah, but it's cleared his mind for nothing. Prince, Prince looks like he's 45. He's know, like he 60 really at this good. point. And then in the end, uh, the final thing is Prince has real maple syrup, one gallon. And he says, people say you, the letter U, can't tell the difference, but you know... It's the real deal. It's a cut above. It's about a hundred cuts above. This is the only thing that touches my waffles. Wow. I was hoping to hear about like you know some can- it's like pancake batter or something. Yeah, just anal nitrate in there. You know, just <laughs> <chill on> the- <laughs> I, don't, I thought it was going to be weirder than that. Yeah, that's, it just seemed kind of weird. He's he's doing the Amos like Hunter S. Thompson like, or like in JFK. Yeah, when yeah. The, like uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, Joe Pesci are doing the amyl nitrate. Yep. But okay, now now Oscar, we lived together. Yes. For quite some time. Mm-hmm. Was there anything surprising, maybe that I would put in the refrigerator that I would eat? That uh, you know, I had my I have my own idiosyncratic eating habits. I think that when we lived together, that you know, when when you live together with somebody, you share a fridge, you kind of share dietary things, you share things, and there are certain things I would bring home that you were not interested in eating. But uh, what what were the dietary habits that you found questionable? In the refrigerator? I don't remember. There is hardly ever anything in there. Or the pantry. Pantry? I mean, Denty Moore and all that bullshit. The beef stew. Your oh, beef stew. Getting more beef stew. That's good shit. Yeah. He had like 10, you know, in the pantry, he had like, you know, 10 cans of chili in there. Some 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 soups. Soups and chili. And then you, I think I turned you on to one thing that I, I hope you enjoy to this day. But that was canned ham. I know. I didn't get into it. Remember when I would bring home the DAC ham? Yeah. I would I would I would bring home a, a large canned ham and I used to open that up, you would you would peel back the tin on it and then I would whack it up and put it in the skillet and I would fry it up with some cheese. Yeah, no. It sounds absolutely disgusting. I don't know how you live with this guy. The the only thing that was always like if Todd went to the market and I saw this in the refrigerator it was always exciting. An artichoke. Oh yes. If there was a choke in the fridge, good times. That is the one thing like if if, if when I die if you had like, you know, Todd Perry lived, here's what happened. They might be like, oh, some people might be like, oh, he made a podcast. All right, fine. He made a podcast. All right. Some might say, oh, he wrote, he wrote a lot of great advertising in the L.A. area. Maybe. Few people might say that. Yeah. But in the end, anybody who ever ate my artichoke could. Always left satisfied. Or maybe my bratwurst. Great, the brat was always good too. But I, I would sit and I would, it would be a ceremonial thing that Oscar and I used to do where I would cook a. Uh, we would have a pot with no handle, and I would and put, no cover and no cover, and I would literally I would cook the artichoke with so much butter that it would cook up and there would be a butter coating on the ceiling. It was yeah above it. But whenever I cooked an artichoke, we had a ceremonial eating of the artichoke, and it was one of the most beautiful experiences we shared together. <laughs> Wasn't it once that we were supposed to get mayonnaise and I bought Cool Whip or something? Oh, you bought Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Which is bullshit. Like, there's there's mayonnaise, and then there's Miracle Whip, and Miracle Whip is bullshit. Yeah. And I almost, like, I'm a man, you you know this, Oscar, you know this, Buck, I've lived with both of you. I'm I'm a man who, 
I don't have a bit of a temper. I don't ever go off. I don't ever get mad. But I do believe that one time I sent you on a mayonnaise run and you brought back Miracle Whip. Yeah. And I... Your blood boiled. My blood boiled. Like, I got yeah. almost visibly angry. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's, uh, and it was only a, a five-minute walk to the market. I could have just gone back. That's like a kick kick you in the nuts offense. Like, I'd be mm. pissed off at that, Oscar. Sorry, man. Like, if, scream, I, if I'm going to boil this artichoke for an hour and a half... That was another thing. Is that, Why would it always take an hour and a half to boil an artichoke? It shouldn't take more than 30 minutes. Because I do it right. Now, my <laughs> wife, my wife every once in a while makes artichoke, and it's bullshit. Yeah. My wife's a good cook, but she makes some artichoke, and I'm like, no, that's not ready yet. And I, she'll, she'll put it on the table. We'll have a couple of things, stems. I'll pick it up, and I'll throw it in for an extra 30 minutes. And I'll be like, we need to wait on this. Hmm. Let's watch Intervention. And then we'll come back and uh, eat some artichoke. So even in your own house, you don't control the stove as far as like, you know you can cook an artichoke better. You don't just do it. You let her You let her kind of fail at it and then go, this shit ain't right. This is the one thing in life where, when I have an edge over all yeah, people. Yeah, this is the one thing you're confident and in. And I lowered it over. Yeah. I am the lord of the artichoke. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast today. I'd like to thank Buck Brez for showing up on the show. Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank Oscar Taeda. Thank you. We're going to end this show with uh, something a little different. Uh... You know, if you can indulge me, listener, uh, to listen to this. And this is a, a, a track I recorded uh, just, you know, a while back. I think Oscar plays a little acoustic guitar on this. Yes. I recorded back in the apartment which we used to live in. I probably made this in about 2004. And this is a song called Little Trees. And it's an in- instrumental. It's got some ukulele and some fun stuff and harmonicas and some... Uh, strings and whatnot and i recorded this and i I always liked it so if you could listen to this i'd appreciate it that's how we're gonna end our show today with a song called little trees thank you guys for listening from tune in tokyo to little trees